the viewer. Did you come to view the podcast? Well, here it is. Suckers. <laughs> Suckers indeed. <clears throat> Ladies and future boys, I come with news. I, Toby DePola, am with child. What My belly is filled to the broom with spooky knowledge. My Ooh, water marbles. has broken and I'm about to give birth. Spilling forth a beautiful baby boy, a boy of spooky knowledge. I shall name this new life the 2019 School of Wayward Nerds Halloween Spookapalooza. But I hear you through my psychic channels, my dear listener. I hear you asking, Toby, my friend, who is the father this time? Is it the bearded man across the hall, white collar? Is no. it his big <laughs> no. goth GF, Megan Chikatilo? Or is it the father of my soupy information? <laughs> is it our for producer Kaya's thing? No. Well, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> for it is you, the listener, to take this goopy infant off my hands. And for that, I thank you. All infants Make are sure goopy. to rate, review, and subscribe so I know you're taking good care of it. <laughs> give him an email. He'll want to know how it's give going. Give the kid. Yeah. Give, give the kid an email to email us. Schoolboyoldnerds.gmail.com that's it, boy. Right. Like we do every year, we run a little grab bag episode of the School for Wayward Nerds. Uh, a cauldron full of little trick-or-treat goodies for you to sample. Who wants to uh, do the first one? Technically, it's Trey's. I am Trey, and I'm a humongous disappointment. No, you are Wait, not. is there an order? I don't know. The order show, the oh, order. of her thing. Kaya just said it's you. So. I always... What? <laughs> you're it. You're it. That's all. Excuse me? This is Trey's spooky time. Now. And it's ready to roll. Get going, boy. When will this stop? <laughs> never. The uh, misery never ends. Oops. I always do the spooky slash man. Yeah. Because... I'm probably the only one who watched slasher movies. I watch them with you. A lot of them are bad. Oh yeah, and sometimes they embrace that they're kind of bad, and that's what we went with this year. We went with Ghostface from Scream. Funny Scream. That's not, that was actually I I enjoyed that movie. My favorite part is that Wes Craven is the janitor, and his name's Fred, and he wears Freddy's hat and sweater. Well, that's subtle. Mm-hmm. I well, have not seen that movie since being over the age of five. I'm still terrified of shit of it. I love it. Very vulnerable age. Why were you watching it? Was, I think it was four when we watched it. I got up to scream three or four before I realised that scary movie tricked me and Dewey was never going to be the killer. I know. <laughs> the whole I... time I sat there waiting for it to be him, and it never came. Yeah, I used to climb over the five wood like step at the back of our house and jump the fence because the people behind us had like a trampoline and there was a bunch of kids there that weren't related to me, so I wasn't you know desperately wanting to kill them all the time. Yeah, um, and they were like, "Yeah, come over, we're gonna watch a movie. It's gonna be really fun." I was like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" I'm like four or five. Yeah. Um. And we were sitting there watching it, and I was scared out of my patooties, but I was pretending that I was very brave, until one of the older brothers of the kids went through the kitchen, 
apparently a good drink, um, and came in through the other side of the house with the screen mask and a giant knife and just started screaming at us. Oh, no. I don't think I never makes sounds. And yeah, I have never gone back and watched that movie again. That's not fair, though, but you were five. Yeah, that's not... I was way too young to be allowed to climb over the fire pit. Yeah. I don't think they're spooky at all, but I think that it was smart that they used a costume that anyone can buy anywhere. Yeah. Because yeah. that kind of does Basic make it one. cool. Yeah. Um. <coughs> Sorry. Um, he's one of the only heavy hitters that's, like, not a specific person, though. Because he's, he's copycat sometimes, isn't he? Every time. Yeah. There's like minimum five just in the movies. And there's like two or more in the TV show, but I don't know if that counts as Ghostface. Because I don't think they call it? him that. Yeah, but they don't call yeah. him that. They... I don't ever remember him having a name. No, not really. But they like credit it. He's, he's just that. the killer. Yeah. Because I think in the credits and stuff, it's Ghostface, and that's where they got it from. But. In the show, they call it the Lakewood Slasher. Lakewood is a fake name. I see. I would assume. Um, uh, the only person I remember being Ghostface was the monkey, because I'm remembering Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back right well, now. That's another person who's taken the mantle. Oops, six. Um, Oops. But at least in all the movies, as far as my research could tell me, because. I normally go on the fly. I, I've noticed. Um, Roger Jackson um, is the guy who voices him every time, like the um, the phone calls and stuff. Yeah, like there's a word for it. They have like a a voice distorter or whatever, but it's his voice. You may know him as Mojo Jojo. <gasps> oh shit! Heck yeah! That is good stuff. Why isn't that a crossover? Um, That'd be great. But <laughs> Ghostface being a human slasher, just getting his ass destroyed by laser laser eyes and flying at super strength children. Oh, okay. It would take like two minutes. Yeah. <coughs> um, but he normally is a buck knife, which is a hunting knife, isn't it? I assume that's why it's called a buck. Yeah. Um, it definitely the least badass out of them all, except for Chucky. But he's oh. not a fucking heavy hitter. He's Get nice, over it, everyone. Boy. Um, but yeah, Ghostface is cool. I think the first movie is probably the best. That's always the case, I think. But especially when you find out who he is, I'm not giving spoilers from a movie older than me, okay, which was surprising. Did you notice in the Slash Street Boys, all their jerseys of the year the movie came out? Yeah. Um, I absolutely love the two people who were Ghostface in the original movie, so they're the original ones. Yeah. Or the original. It is Jughead's dad and Shaggy. And Shaggy, yeah. Yeah. And that is a team-up I would watch with confusion. Well, if they were playing the was... and Scooby-Doo I love characters. thinking about things if people were playing other characters. Like, there's nothing more fun than watching Avengers and just going, like, that's um, Jake Weiler and... Sherlock Holmes. Jake Weiler will never be forgotten. No. Right? Or Not it could in this be podcast. Jake Weiler and um, the guy from Tropic Thunder. 
Oh, yeah. blind man. I'm sure he doesn't like to think about doing blackface anymore. Uh, no. The second one was average. The third one was a bit silly because that just takes place at the movie studio where they're filming Stab, which is like the movie's about it in the movie. Yeah. But the fourth one, apart from the crap beginning, which is like, you know how it always starts off with like a character that doesn't matter getting killed? Yeah. It does that about six times and every time it happens it's like, cuts to someone watching Stab 7 and then they're like oh that one sucked and then they get killed and someone watching Stab 40 okay. but then when it actually starts I kind of liked it and it was it hold up better than a lot of them but that's probably because it's the newest yeah, it's closer to now than a lot of the ones um, from the 70s and 80s and I don't know I think it was just good because they all they're all got something to do with Sydney, but she's not in that one as much. She's a lot more minor of a role, so it was kind of different. But also, again, you will love the two people that are Ghostface. Um, we have the guy who plays Euronymous yeah. in the oh. Lords of Chaos movie. Right, right. What's that about, Toby? I don't remember. <coughs> the band that was fucked in the head. Oh, um, Mayhem, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and do you know who the main person was? Oh, Freddie Prince Jr. Well, I'd watch that. <laughs> what if every movie it was a different cast member from Scooby-Doo? It was Velma the whole time. And then the next time it's just... Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. And then when it gets to the 40th movie, it's just like the guy who... like does voodoo rituals on the beach and by then we've all forgotten <laughs> um, no but why is that who you thought of I don't know I thought he was in one of those movies <laughs> he is but it's not who I was talking well, about fuck who did oh yes the main one was Chanel hey. and I, I thought that was fun Oh yeah, yeah. I like when things kind of tie back. I like that she was in a slasher movie, but we know her from a slasher show, which is Um, the same as um the principal being in all the all the Halloween films. Yep. Can't think of her name. Jamie. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. She's not in all of them. Um, but yeah, that's kind of why I was roping that in is. Don't watch the TV show, watch Screen Queens instead. I okay. tried to watch the Halloween show and I was like, oh, not Halloween, fuck you, Toby. The Scream show, and it was like I was trying too hard to be modern. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't know, it's kind of just forcing modern shit down your throat at every turn. No, no. And then season two was which, dumb. which is how I feel about Stranger Things with 80s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ghostface is cool because he fly under the radar a bit. And because the movies are a bit more recent, it's probably easier for people to get into them. Yeah. I don't know. They're fun because they know that they're a slasher. Like, there's one bit where a guy's just, like, on the couch watching Halloween. And he's like, Jamie, the killer's right behind you. Get up and run. And his name's Jamie in real life. And Ghostface comes in and kills him. Like, it's kind of the first thing that did the thing of, like, what if the character's half new yeah. from movies. Yep. Look how every zombie movie no one calls them zombies because they have to pretend zombies have never existed in that universe. It's fucking 
Stupid. Just have him, it's fine. <coughs> okay. Okay. Who is the next item of business? Um, I believe it is me. Okay. So after Fuck off. this will What? After this will be most. Yeah. We're gonna go nice and simple. Family friendly spooky. Exactamundo. Um. You're a fuckhead, Trey. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought Toby's Sorry. an asshole. There's no way he's actually helping Kaya start her thing. And when he said, like, family friendly, I thought, is Kaya doing cannibal holocaust? <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm doing the opposite. No, I am doing the animated film released in 2012 for Sony Pictures Animated and Columbia Pictures. Hotel Transylvania. Yay! Mm. My favourite movie for a trust. Now I have to agree with the critics here. Because sure, the film follows a pretty predictable (gasps) storyline. However, is that really a bad thing? No. I think that's... I think it's fine because it leans on like tropes and just goofs on itself. So hard that it makes sense to do it that way. Sometimes I don't want. It's nice to know what's going on. I don't always want something to have a big stupid ending that I didn't expect. Exactly. Not everything needs a twist. Mm. Yeah. It's got some nice, bright, catchy animation, good humor, great voice cast, which makes it perfect for all ages. It's like the best voice. And the three hundred and fifty-eight million dollar box office agrees. Yes. Yeah, the, the first one was supposedly very groundbreaking. Apparently. Um, it's also had quite a number of spin-offs, including the TV series. series. Yeah. Um, and there is another film coming in 2021. Are they getting the fourth? Yes, they are. Yeah. I didn't think but three did well. But that's a bit we can dance through. So Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but three three out of four of us are dying this weekend. Not me, baby. Haha, death comes for all. Hotel Transylvania is about Count Dracula. Voiced by Adam Sandler. Oh, big one. Throwing his daughter Mavis, played by. I don't know, but there's Selena Gomez. Those cosplayers are fucking mint. No, Selena Gomez is mint. Shout out to that chick. Mm. Her 118th birthday party at family-owned, human-free hotel in Transylvania. Good use of title there. Mm. We see the usual cast of monsters, i.e. Frank or Frankenstein, played by Kevin James. Yeah, because he has to be. He shows up to every thing. (laughs) Enos is his wife, played by Fran Drescher. Oh, shit. She has the same hair, doesn't she? Yep. Cool. You have um, the male werewolf Wayne, oh. played by Steve Buscemi. Yeah, another, another fucking Billy Madison. Buscemi is a god. <laughs> he's he's up there with um, the guy from Always Sunny. You reckon he's... God stays up in heaven? He's afraid of what he's created. Yeah, I'm the guy from Always Sunny. What's his name? Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> You have Wanda, his wife, played by Mo- Molly Chapman. I don't know. Sorry, my brain is not doing okay right now. Um, and you have Griffin, the Invisible Man, who is played by David Spade. And then who I'm assuming is everyone's favourite, 
Mari the Mummy, played by CeeLo Green. Woo! Doesn't he get kicked out for like being an asshole? And he's he goes, not in the rest of them. And then he runs away with right. his hands in the air. I love all of your hit songs. <laughs> all right, so they all arrive to celebrate her 118th birthday, mm-hmm. which is basically like an 18th birthday in the human world, but with one in front of it. Yep. Mavis, however, has decided she wants to experience the real human world. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> well, funny that you should say that, because Dracula feels the same way. So yeah. while trying to show his daughter that humans are really disgusting, scary, like disgusting, scary, and horrible creatures, he accidentally ends up with one in his hotel. They all Jonathan, want his daughter. Played oh. by Andy Samberg. They're actually a pretty good cast. Uh, Whom, despite Dracula's attempts, because he tries to, you know, dress him up as mummy at one stage, he tries to pretend that he's a party planner, he tries to just get rid of him in general. Um. Mavis and Jonathan Zing. Which is not a fancy pop culture store, it's, you know, like falling in love soulmate grossness. I really Being like Jonathan because he's the only character in any kid's movie, to my knowledge, that mentions Slipknot. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but this film was directed by... Um, what's the first name again? Adam Sandler. Kennedy? Tartakovsky? Yeah, Tartakovsky. Um... And it was made from the screenplay by Peter Barham and Robert Seagmore, um, with the story by Todd Durnan, Dan Hoekman, and Kevin Hoekman. It's, it's predictable, it's pretty cheesy, it's a bit weird, but it's a good family. I movie. think kids' movies needed that, though. Yeah, everything was getting way too, like, serious and meh. Yeah, like, not throwing shade, but isn't, like, even Frozen has, like, a twist in it about one of the guys or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the like, fact that he's a, she's a strong, independent woman, she don't need a man. No, isn't it she like, needs a man, but that one's a dick? So yeah, she just he's gets only a with one. her because he was trying to get with her sister so he could be the king, um, but her sister turned out to be too hard, so it was easier to make her out to be a martyr and then marry the younger sister and then kill her off. Yeah, like, that's a lot. At least this movie's predictable. Like, they are kids' movies, and adults can enjoy them for that, but well, that's the that doesn't mean they have to have the plot of an adult movie. Shrek mm. and this are kind of in a similar thing, because when Shrek came out, again, it was a kids' movie that actually, like... Wasn't adults, boring as shit for adults. Adults could watch it with their kids and find it enjoyable, and kids could watch it and enjoy it too. You go through the family movies on any streaming site, you look at them, it's like, I would never watch any of these. These are all fucking snow dogs and shit. Well, that's the thing. You'll have, like, a lot of Disney films, particularly at the moment. Boys sit there and go, I don't want to watch that. That's girly stuff. It's got princesses and Well, we went over the leaked email. They're they're specifically pandering to you people with your giants. Boy. Wait, you oh, too. Boy. Okay. But, you know. Being, I was about to say something, but I won't. That's the thing. <laughs> this movie is about, like, zinging. 
If if we will. Are you talking about fucking? No. What generated process? <laughs> they liked each other. That's it's, disgusting. It's like, it's like finding their soulmate. Ew. Amazing. That's the term that they use in the film. But you don't know. It it is romantic, but at the same time, it's like dumb monster crap. Yeah, I'm I'm running through the family movies. There's a lot of fart here. jokes. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying Happy Feets and shit in here. Oh. High School Musical is not a family movie. It's a tween film and no It is else. amazing and screw think you in your you opinion. Has ever lost that. Yeah, B movie. Yeah, boys have. Don't just say boys. I don't think you can say that. Come on. Fuck they're still boys. Yeah, they just like other boys. Jesse and the Pussycats is a banger though. That or their theater kids. Oh, worse. <laughs> they in the Glee club. Oh, I remember Glee. Is that the horror show we're covering? Yeah, dude. What are we covering next? Speaking of horror shows, can you tell us about Coral? Coraline. Did we print those notes or are they on a different page? <laughs> What's They're Coraline on for? All of your notes. So if it's not, I'll just take it off. No problem. Let me know. <coughs> what category yeah, is that for? Hey, Coraline freaks me out. No, I do not like is it. real. No. In our Leatherface episode last week, we mentioned oh, a serial killer leather. by the name of Dean Coral. Oh, I thought you meant Coraline. No. God damn it. The real no, well, life horror. Horror. What would you have done Coral on for? Because it's dope. She's got the button eyes. No, but what? Like, what's the category? My parents are neglectful. I want a hand job. So. I want what? Do you know in Coraline <laughs> continuity, her hair's actually brown? What? I got the audio book, but it's not as interesting. Um. All right. So, uh, real horror segment, which is apparently what I'm doing, <laughs> is um in our Leatherface episode. We mentioned a serial killer by the name of Dean Coral. Dino. Yeah, old Deanie. <laughs> and yeah. given the stranger than fiction, it seems to be a story worth telling. Um, most serial killers people talk about are Bundy, Dharma, and Gacy. Dexter. Basic bitch. Get Dexter. that out of here. Let's see. Jonestown. Jonestown. That one too. That's starting to make it <laughs> uprising now. What was the other thing we watched today? Yeah. Kool-Aid. Yeah, she's back, baby. Man. But let's oh, re- yeah. Let's really get into the Willy Wonka boat ride of serial killers, man. That's what you did, man. The Kool-Aid <laughs> guy, like, <laughs> broke in. What if he broke through Meg's chest like the alien from Alien? Wait, isn't that in, oh, like, yeah. Robot <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, he was a serial killer that took the lives of, at absolute minimum... 29 teenage boys, at minimum, uh, minimum, almost entirely in one small suburb in Houston, Texas, between 1970 and 1973. Oh, well, while we're on the subject... An entire fucking school disappeared, and <laughs> no one said shit. Oh, like, no. what the fuck? That's Shout the, out it. to the Astros for coming back. Who? The Houston Astros. Oh. That's, oh. What are we talking, baseball or something? Yeah. What is this? They, co- they come back, and now they got a shot at it. With with his little sidekicks, David Owen Brooks and Alma Wayne Henley Jr. Um, we only know about all of this, and it was, it was only discovered due to Henley shooting him during during a big like climatic altercation. Oh, yep. It was sex. 
So wow. I don't think it was. Well, one of one of his little sidekicks was growing up and getting interested in girls, and it came time to be with a girl instead of human trafficking with this pedophile. So he's like, "Well, we should kill your your girlfriend. Here's a gun. Because he you just gave me a gun. Guess what? Bang! Ah, oh, you fucking clown." So that would have been the scene in the movie where the gun wasn't loaded and it was a test. <gasps> it was a test, he failed. Um, yeah, the whole case is just fucking crazy. Um, I'd rather have you all listen to the last podcast on the left coverage of it, but if you don't have a spare five hours, I'll quickly run through it for you. Uh, developed, he developed a little weird as a boy. Um, learned about sex at age 10 by watching various farm animals. Oh. Uh, never taught anything by a human in, you know, in the sexual stuff. Wait, asshole. Oh. That's how we all learned about <laughs> sex. Watching cows getting fisted? Yeah. Alright. Um. Um, he spent a lot of time in a sundown town, which is a very racist thing in America, where blacks can hang out in a town during the day, but that's all they get. Uh, very clancy. Um, he used to kill flying squirrels, and he would wear them as bling around his neck, or just cram them into his boots. What? And then wear the boots. What? There would have to be a few sides. He loved the shit out of his trombone. He loved like his to... trombone, mate. Why? I hate him. He makes toots. Toot? This not cool. Wait, when did he die? Oh, yep. At age 33. Is he like one of those skeletons that run around with a trombone? He died on August 8th, 1973. There you go. He died during his uh, killing because that's how he died. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. the only other thing he did to fill his time was working at the Coral Candy Company. Um, Coral candy. That left him with the Candy Man nickname, which was a nickname he had before it turned out he was a killer, which is fitting and pretty dope. That's oh. shit because he was also a real candy man because he would always have children following him everywhere. <laughs> um, yep. And then it turned out he was a serial killer pedophile who died. And everyone's like, wow, fitting nicknames. <laughs> he served time in the military, but like most serial killers for some reason, they don't see any action. Um, they go to Vietnam and do like background work and like mechanic stuff. Uh, Leonard Lake, son of Sam, this weirdo with his with the squirrels in his boots. Um, but he was released on a hardship exemption because his mother, who loved him very, very much too much. Oh, no shit. Um, needed his help at the candy factory. Okay. So he had to be let out of the military to help out with the candy. Um, now that factory is literally across the road from a school, which he, um, he was close with a lot of the kids there, befriending them by giving them out spare candy constantly. He would eventually put a pool table in the factory so the older kids could hang out too. Oh. Um, then I'm going to skip over everything from this point to the ending. Dean Carl sees his accomplices growing up and starting to move on. Alma Wayne Henley Jr. gets himself a lady friend. This becomes a big crux. Dean gets them unconscious by huffing paint with them. Uh, That'd be paint. funny. Why wouldn't he get unconscious? Well, because he's older. He's got bigger, bigger paint lungs. Yeah, I think he's been. Doing it all his, his life. All his dad. So, old Alma and his girlfriend dead. wake up like a fucking horror movie, all chained up to the boards. Um, the boyfriend and girlfriend, yeah, they're all there ready to be killed. Henry, uh, Henley, sorry, talks his way out of it, saying, Oh, I'll make it up to you, Dean, by killing the girl for you. I'll do it because I'm a true pal. And <laughs> Henley is untied and given the gun. Obviously, uh, obviously, Dean Carl gets shot. Yeah. 
So he dies screaming naked with a rock art erection. Whoa! <laughs> Lucky duck. Did the kids stay Mother together though? I don't know. I think they both, the accomplice boys went to prison forever. Oh. Um, Henley calls the police and the whole thing gets blown wide open. Um, we end up doing a lot of uh, evidence gathering at the boat shed. This place is fucked up. Where a huge portion of the bodies are buried, to the point where the small town police would get people out of prison and have them do the digging. Because it's just a boat shed with no with no concrete floor, so he would hire it and just bury child after child after child. Oh my god! Except for four of them that were buried in the forest. Yeah, there's a, there's a few around before he started renting. Before he realized, I need a place for this because it's such a regular occurrence now. Um, for those who were asking at home. Elmer served um, 594 years in prison. Oh, that's not bad. Well, that's 99, six consecutive 99-year terms. So he's uh, looking forward to bail then, I guess. Yeah. Turns out he's immortal. Oh. Um, down. Get down, one guy. Down. There we go. Okay. Um, okay, so they would, the police in a small town were like, fuck that, we'll just hire prisoners to do all the shoveling for us. Yeah. They pull out body after body after body, um, there was a glad-wrapped cock, I'm not sure who that was. Okay. But you could tell by forensics that it had been bitten off in one clear, like, Pac-Man whop. Oh, not a whop. Yep, got whopped, sir. <laughs> Don't get whopped. That's good advice. Nobody <laughs> get whopped, you'll regret it. And um, the thing that makes the story kind of fucked up to me is eventually the police telling their commanding officer, hey, if we dig up another body, this becomes the biggest serial killer case in American history. So the commanding officer said, well, stop looking then. That is not oh. good <laughs> on his part. Yep. So we have no fucking idea what is still under that boat shed to this day. We will never have a confirmed number. <coughs> Why doesn't just another... His claim there is at least two more in there, but we don't know what he was doing before those two, and we don't know how many accomplices he had before those two either. As Maybe that's know, who's weenie that was. Alive. Oh. Those two boys are still in prison, as far as I can yeah, find. currently. Yeah. Um, They've tried to appeal a couple of times, and they're like, um, no. Fuck <laughs> off. You fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of missing person cases around that time that have gone completely unsolved forever. Um, and for the record, the record for big serial killers would go to John Wayne Gacy very soon after anyway. So they probably could have gone back and checked, but they didn't. Um, so this Willy Wonka boat ride of a man's kill count will remain forever unknown. And that kind of makes it pretty fascinating to me. Yeah. It's the what if. He could be the biggest slasher ever. We'll, you'll never know. Where, that, um... That ends. Where was this again? This Houston, Texas. Texas, yeah. Everything's big in Texas. Trey, we can go... Wait, what? Oh, the pedophiles, the chocolate factories, they're all bigger. You fucking well, idiot. Well, there wasn't bones in the chocolate, like, early on. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sipping a drink. No. There's bones in the chocolate! I mean, oh sorry about your levels. It's, it's not the biggest kill count, so Texas doesn't have it. What are you doing, Jonestown? No. Well, it's not. Well, that's not Trevor's just being count. inappropriate with humor. I don't know what I'm just saying. Yeah, so you're wrong anyway. Don't fuck with Texas. 
Texas Dremel, but it's mixed in. Thank you. Texas Dremel. Texas Dremel. Which one is it that what I fuck it? with? Who be it? The English language. Also known as books. Oh! Read us a story. Meg. I don't no. like books. Um, I don't <laughs> like books. Oh we are stop referencing other podcasts. It's like it's like cheating. You just you had the biggest smile on your face. This is so and you're like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm surprised Trey went for it. So with what? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> Meg, what are we doing? Oh, so it's a nice little doggy. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is happening? I remember what you were doing. It just made me more confused. It's tied. Kujo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kaja. Oh. Kaja. <laughs> I think you're trying to say no, no, no. <laughs> um, I when I first like said the name of this book, I fucked it up. And I think I said like Kojo or something. <laughs> Kojo. <laughs> like, what? What's a monkey's name again? <laughs> the monkey. Harambe. George. Sorry. Curious George. <laughs> it was a book um, written by Stephen King in 1981 about a rabid Saint Bernard. They got weird eyes anyway. But they're nice little doggies. Not this one. Um, I haven't read the book. Oh god. <laughs> god. But I, I thought I, I know, I've, I've read what it's, I know what it's about, and I know how it, it all goes down. Okay, go. But because I'm, I'm not very good at things. I'm gonna play a game. Oh, no. And all of you have to help me understand what I've just read. Have any has any of you read the book? No, I've seen the movie. Has anybody seen the movie besides Terry? No. (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) This is a a, um, trivia quiz that I have found on the interwebs. Alright, bring it on. I'm not afraid to die. I'm afraid of no ghost. (laughs) What is the name of Vic's partner? At his business. Trent. No, no, wait. There are options. Okay. Robert, Roger, Salvador, or Sam? I like Salvador. I want that one. Trey, what is it? The first one. Robert. Let's try Robert. Mm. (laughs) It's not telling me the answer, but we'll get back to that. Alright. Did Donna... Did Donna... Donna... Donna. Donna. Cheat on Vic. It's getting juicy, Toby. No, she's a good boy. No, with a man oh. named Steve Kemp. No. Okay. <laughs> if that's what you think. <laughs> After Cujo was stricken with rabies by the bat in the hidden cave, who was his first victim? <laughs> Toby's so confused. <laughs> he got eaten by a bat. Yeah. He, he got he got snipped on the nose. Isn't that the orange stuck a batman in the cave? And the yeah, he got rabies and he's a dog. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what Batman. That's what happened to Batman. But who was his first victim? Cujo's first victim. <coughs> John, Gary, or Donna? Donna. Is that your final yeah. answer? Okay. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Um, Tad. Tad. Um, that's a the that's dude a. From home and away. No, no, no you, you're last time. you. Go on. Yeah. He's also <laughs> Oh, is the son of Donna, <laughs> Donna, and Vic. <coughs> what is the nickname often given to him by his parents? Tadda, Tadster, the Tadman, Rad Tad. It's gotta be the Tadman. <laughs> Tadman. It's great. Um, which of the following characters in this book suffered from sleepwalking during the story? Donna Trenton. Um. Joe Camber, Brett Camber, Charity Camber. Good old Charity. Char- okay, Charity. I hope everyone who's listening to this who has seen Cujo is just getting real mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did the note say that Steve Kemp left Donna after he destroyed her home? <laughs> hope you like the place, baby. <laughs> yes, I did it. See if you can fix that, baby. Or D, ain't this book about a fucking dog? <laughs> or D, I left something upstairs for you, baby. The second one. Yes, I did it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he did it. He did it. I did it. Donna and Tad Trenton were... Well, oh, my God, my friend. Was... St- <laughs> it went sideways. I'm so sorry. Was stuck for a long time in Donna's car surrounded by... A rabid Cujo. False. What type of car was it? Was it a Mercedes-Benz, a Mustang, a Pinto, or a Jaguar? Uh, what was the second one? The Mustang. Yeah. The first one was I want it to be the truck from a Are you, Trey? Oh, I don't fucking remember. It's been a long time. But that's what I thought it was. Okay. Probably the exact opposite. Probably a Commodore. <laughs> a Commodore. <laughs> All these multiple choices are wrong. Why didn't Elva Thornton check on Cujo when, yeah, Charity Camber? I can't say their last name. Camber. After uh, asked him to do so. His His house had set on fire. Cujo had killed both Elva and his wife. His wife had been shot. The air conditioner blew in his chicken coop. Yeah, that one. Okay. The chicken. The chicken. chicken. The chicken always does it. (laughs) 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 Donna Trenton used a what to kill the rabid dog Cujo? A A shotgun. A piece of wood with a nail in it. A, base- in the <laughs> a baseball bat, shard of glass. Oh, I hope it's just a shard, shard. of glass. Shard of glass. Just shard. Just shard. shard. You get the dog hard, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Camber named his new puppy Cujo after his former dog. <laughs> okay, then. True or false? Oh, Sorry. Um, yes. <laughs> Are you sure? 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Submit my answers. How'd I do? Two. The first one. Is there an overall percentage? Yeah. Um, so the first one you got wrong, it's not Robert, it's Roger. Of course. Who, um, yeah, they were partners for many years and are now like brothers. Don't tell me all this. <laughs> uh, Donna did cheat on Vic with a man named Steve Kemp. I thought it was too specific. I thought maybe the man had sex with the camp. Oh, no. Uh, Cujo, Cujo's first um, victim was not Donna. It was Gary, the drunken neighbour. Gary the milkman. Would the dog have got pissed? If that's, that's vampire science, yes. Okay, yeah. Well, if I get a chicken drunk and then eat the chicken... It w- <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Do I? You're asked to leave the, the bunnies. <laughs> okay, I see. The bunnies. Um, the Tad man was not his name. It was Tadder. I That's hate it. the worst Why answer. was he Tadball? Um, Brett Camber was the one who um, would walk while he slept. <laughs> I told you. No, it was Charity. That's what you I meant. You Charity. <laughs> I meant the answer. Um... The, Steve said, I left something for you upstairs, baby. Not, yes, I did it. <laughs> it was me. Yes, I did it. <laughs> yes, I did it. Um, the car was a Pinto, not a Mustang. I, I hope that Pinto begins to spin. Um, the air conditioner did blow up in his ki- chi- ki- chicken oh, coop. So you got that right. All day, every day, man. Yeah, that was way too specific, you. that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, she used a baseball bat to kill oh. the dog. So smacking, you got that right. Smacking it over the glass. And um, they named the dog Willie, not Kojo. What's the movie called that for? Because there was a rabid dog, but the new puppy was Willie. Uh-huh. Why would you even buy another dog after this fiasco? Oh, don't so, let it near any bats in the sacred cave. So Fuck we me. got two out of ten. <laughs> so that's pretty good. It's better than I but now you, the listener, will get more right later. Yeah. Now you know for later. Yeah. So, um, yeah, okay. now you know about Kujo. But if you actually want to know, I can tell you. Don't do it. It's okay, right. that's fine. We've done enough. Okay. <laughs> huh. I sure would like to know <laughs> what the next one is. I'm sure that you would. <laughs> I can keep talking about Kujo. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's, we're, we're great. This is wonderful. <laughs> Okay. Do we have to have fun on Halloween? Come on. <laughs> Creature creator. Yeah. So Who created this, a creature? This was mine. I went a little my rogue with this. Was totally you I went rogue. I picked my favourite character and I worked backwards. And surprisingly, I stumbled into a very interesting rabbit hole in the process. Didn't have any fucking rabbit bats in it, did it? Not that I... When it comes to universal monsters, my heart is only for one man. Gilman. The creature of the Black Lagoon. Yep. The original googly eye. The fishiest boy. Well, this was my starting point, and as I looked for an origin story, I discovered that his creator had only recently discovered her very own way out of the Black Lagoon. 
and that it was only an extremely recent discovery, as in, like, the last 12 months. Yeah, another oppressed female. Well, it, yeah. it, it was, surprisingly. <laughs> See? Mm. So, yeah. I picked up Mallory O'Meara's book, um, The Lady from the Black Lagoon, Hollywood Monsters and the Lost Legacy of Millicent Patrick, earlier this year at a comic shop. And I'm, I'm still working my way through it, but it is a very interesting read so far. And I figured I would share it, because she is the creator of The Creature of the Black Lagoon. Um, she grew up Mildred Rossi at Hearst College in Northern Cal, where her father was on part of the design team. When her father was removed from that project, they moved to Glendale, California, where Mildred went to college and art school, um, which is where she started working for Disney. Yeah, yucky. She had a number of roles while working for Disney, but she worked on films such as Pinocchio and as an in-betweener on Chabon in um, Fantasia. She claims that she's the first female animator for them working in that film. However, there's no proof to back that up. Mm. So, maybe? Maybe? But not maybe. We, we don't know. Mm. Um, anyway, she left Disney and a heap of stuff happened to her. Um, and it's all oh. very interesting, but I'm still in the throes of learning about it. But one of the things is that she changed her name from Mildred Rossi to Millicent Patrick. Um, Why? If, if you want to know more, you should read the book. Jeez, Meg. Maybe you should read the book. I was like, where do I recognize Maybe the name Glendale, California? Ooh. That's where Disney Studio is. No, that's where the Hillside Strangler well, killed ten women. Oh, no. Um, Good times. Great class of kids. Oh, no. Anyway, through a turn of events, she meets the head of Universal Makeup Department, Bud Westmore, and they work on a variety of projects together until 1953 when Patrick designs Gilman. Haha, <laughs> fish. Now, Toby, you know that I love Gilman and can't be objective. Yeah, Please explain the Gilman. He's like a dude with a big, gaping, idiot fish mouth. You go, oh. He's a hot piece. Yeah, oh. And he got like long gills. Kind of like side mullets made out of fin. That's. And he's scaly. He's a scaly boy. He's just a green nerd. That's man. Ooh, that's nice. And, and he has no eyeballs. He that's does sometimes, depending on what costume they're using. Anyway, during the promotion of the film, Millicent was sent on a number of promotional tours, and they kept like deeming her as the beauty who created the beast. Um, and you know, it's pretty good. A highlight of her career with Gilly. Like, she's getting some traction in the Hollywood world. Hmm. Until she got back to Universal, at which point Westmore fired her because he was mad that she got, you know, credit. credit. So, for the next 50 years, Westmore said that he was the sole designer. And that, you know, he had come up with everything for it and all of that. Bob Gander asked. He's a douchebag. Millicent Patrick gave up on it. She never did anything behind the scenes ever again. Mm. She did a couple of acting roles, but nothing that, like, ever got her big or anything like that. And basically just gave up on Hollywood after all of that went down. Hmm. Um... And it's kind of a really sad end. 
Oh, so you're gonna make it she, better. No, she she died of um, multiple medical like issues. Um, she was estranged from her family. Like it was a really sad story. However, oh, <laughs> yes. However, um, there was another out there who also loves the creature, and that is. Mallory O'Mara, who is actually part of Hollywood's current horror industry. Mm. Um, she is a producer on a number of films, and she wrote a book all about Millicent Patrick's life. Huh. And because she was like going through and unearthing all these credits, because there are pictures of Millicent working on the creature, like backstage and stuff like that so they were like well who's this woman in the background there clearly she's like someone important if she's got like all these design sketches and everything Mm. so she went through like every single archive that she could find and found everything that this woman has done and then wrote this book about it um but she also like interjects with like things that are currently going on in the industry and how like so that you can like see similarities between what Millicent Patrick went through and what like current people are going through and why it's like this story is so important. And since the book has come out, um, a lot of like other people are like they've come out and they're like, Yeah, Millicent Patrick. Ag- Heck yeah. Again, yeah. she got Bob Kane's but she's also slight, slowly getting Bill Fingered as well. But yeah. it's also getting a bit of recognition at this point now too. Yeah. Hmm. And it's basically this one chick that was like, I really like the creature. I really like this like fancy looking lady that's sitting next to him. Who is she? What's going on? Hmm. And like, even like in the early um, parts of the book, like she talks about how she was talking to a tattoo artist about because she was getting a tattoo done of Millicent drawing the creature. Mm. And he was like, so what's the deal? Like, explain this to me, because I love horror films. I've seen this movie. I don't understand what this is. And then he was like, oh, I've got a friend. You should talk to this friend. And then, like, it's her trials to actually getting all of this information and stuff. Mm. And, like, even the way that she found out a lot of the stuff she's found out is, like, it's actually a really interesting read, which normally you'd be like, I don't get, just tell me about the thing. But you're like, no, tell me more. You're yeah. Very crazy. It's like, I want an interesting one. She yeah. does a lot of foot, like, groundwork. It's, yeah. like, it's not a lot of her just Googling shit. That's cool. Like, like she, it's she like, actually went up to Hearst College and was like, I heard that her father was here. Like, does anyone have records of her father? And they're like, Oh, we don't have a lot of records of her father, but there's a video of her talking about when they lived here. Mm. And and they're like, you you have a recording of her talking? And they're like, yeah, we just, we located everyone's, like, kids a couple of years back and asked if they would, like, talk about living in Hearst College. Oh, that's cool. And they're like, so if you want to come into, like, this weird cellar that we have, there's, like, a TV and we'll just give you some headphones and go away. We'll murder you. Like, no, I like the idea of her going into kicking her way into a college in a big detective jacket and big fedora with a cigar. She's like, tell me about the Gilman. Yeah. We don't know about the Gilman, I swear. He's like, she's like, I'm tired of your fucking game. She pulls out a gun. Yeah. <laughs> it blows bubbles. 
<laughs> little, little suction cup goes under the guy's glasses. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of Gil Man? He looked like that. Pretty cool. I thought he always had eyeballs on. Mm. They, had to, they had to remove the eyeballs not... in all the underwater scenes so the swimmer could see. Mm. He only was... got eyeballs sometimes. It was not a great costume. It is Just not practical. Overall. I'm surprised no one drowned on They had to have like three or four yeah. different guys be Gil Man. He's like, ooh, yeah. pretty good though. I like that every one of the movies he's in, he's just like minding his own business, and then a hot white chick suddenly goes by. He's like, well, now I need that. He's always trying to kidnap horrors. No, he's just day. like, hey, what you doing in my house? You need no, a- no, no, no. They're rich. He'd be grabbing on the women. He gets angry at them for like uncovering a skeleton of one mm. and kills a bunch of dudes, mm. and then they go to find out like what this skeleton could possibly be because they're like oh obviously it's like gone downstream from like the thing because we can only find a hand mm. and then he's like i'm going to attack them all and then the woman walks out on deck and he's like yes i'm just gonna attack the woman i'm gonna fertilize her egg the rest oh, of the no. film is him trying to kidnap the woman it is is weird um. how um how it's classic survival horror but like way way back before that was a thing because all these dudes come in in their boat and immediately the stream gets cut off because he like pulls a tree down over the water oh. and they're kind of like trapped in there with it. Um, Isn't this the plot of Anaconda? Yes, but he's a fish. And that's the thing. The sequel is... Um, Bad. They try and... Well, we haven't seen it yet. We don't know. We can't confirm this. Uh, we can't they be. try and bring him back and then he sees another the same woman, woman or another woman or... We're not sure yet. Old white blonde woman. But then tries to break out of the, like, giant fish tank that he's in. Get a piece of that ass. And that's the oh. whole thing that Shape of Water is supposed to be... Based on. It, it's, like, a, it's a... Based a, around... It's an illegal remake is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's about the fact that if she had wanted him after he was brought back to... She would have hot and bothered about a fish. That's weird, I The thing about those scales, they'd feel alright going in. (coughs) They've got to come back out. But no, so Millicent Patrick, interesting woman. Read read Mallory O'Meara's book. That's my... That's my... Double creator. Okay. Last year, from the team that brought you Zombievers... This year, I'm glad to say, we've sunk lower. Yeah. Yay. The pit never ends. Are we doing child's play? This hey. year we've sunk <laughs> The co-ed and the zombie stoner. Why, yes, <laughs> it is another zombie movie, Meg. But this isn't an any zombie movie. Oh, no. This is this a very movie. This is a sexy romance zombie movie. Is it? When nerdy sorority girl Chrissy enrolled in college, she didn't think that her pledge sister Bambi would kick her out unless she was dating someone from the frat. However, that's exactly what happened. But don't you worry, because Chrissy found Dr. Avon's, Avon's old lab assistant who was infected by a random zombie strain. Chrissy finds out that by inhaling pot, his blood loss is conquered. Yeah, because he can everyone, be a normal functioning member. Everyone 420 is chill, man. Even the dead. Wow. That's how you cure angry zombie. What if you just have like a big... Fill him up with MDMA and see what happens. No, put him in a room with like a big fireplace and then just... Oh, a hot box. Oh, 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 no. 
it gets better. Okay. So it Bambi doesn't. becomes jealous of the new couple. Oh. Is it going to be prom queen and king? Like, it's certain. This scientist and her zombie friend. <laughs> so Bambi tries to break them up. However, this leads to him not getting stoned enough. And so he starts attacking people, and then everyone in the college ends up with the zombie virus. And so Chrissy works out that the only way she can save the entire campus is by getting them all stoned. Gotta get, get, gotta get all the zombies fucked out of the biscuit. Yeah. She, she literally runs around with, like, weed in a can. And, like... Yeah, they get a bunch of weed smoke, smoke and like light the odor in cans. They just smoke the entire school out of zombie. Do they go back to normal? Yeah. Except for the original dude. Because he was already dead, like, yeah, or something. Oh, no, he, so, he, no, I remember the twist at the end. She's like, you're finally cured. We can be together properly. And it turns out he's a French exchange student. She's like, nah. However, <laughs> <laughs> oh. to- and Toby's favorite part of the film is... When they actually rip his dick off. Well, that's good. Yeah. No, you Here's mean... a screenshot for you. Oh no! You uh, meet uh, her brother, who has only been in. in the film for like five, ten minutes. Who meets the hot campus nurse? Yeah, and he's telling her all of this like really crazy stuff. He yes. runs through the list of horrible things that have happened to him, but because it's not a well thought out movie, he's only been in it for ten minutes so far. <laughs> he's complaining about the other bits. Yeah. Oh, he complains what? about like a bunch of stuff that he's not there for. But he was he was in his room eating pizza. Maybe, Maybe his sister was just like, all this shit's happening, and he's like, dude, harsh in my mellow vibes. I think it might have been the big fake tits and the hand jobs, but I'm pretty sure that nurse was a prostitute. I'm pretty sure that nurse is a prostitute. I think interesting anyone is. We're all prostitutes. We're all prostitutes. We're all fucking being. We're all having our bodies used for money, and that's a joke. Look, well, <laughs> the thing about this movie off. is no. it's terrible. Oh, yeah. If you go into this movie hoping that it's going to be a decent, terrible horror film, you will be disappointed. It is a horrible, funny, like, not another teen movie meets The Walking Dead, but worse. There is nothing good about this film, just... but if you watch it, you get to laugh at some real stupidity. It's so hard to watch a movie we're good. talking about because I know it's one Toby likes and you're saying there's nothing good about it. And I'm like, this is, no, this is, this is, this is one of one my of favourite terrible movies. They're, like, they're all just Toby ones. <laughs> yeah, but this one is actually pretty funny. And, and that's, that's my pick for miscellaneous idiot movie. Meg Frankenstein. Wow. Oh, there's a Frankenstein. Um, Technically, well, like tell us about Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yes, because Frankenstein was Victor Frankenstein, who was the scientist who made Frankenstein. Yes. Yeah. Um, the monster that's sometimes known as Frankenstein. I watched the, that real bad when movie. When he did the mash. It did the monster, monster mash. It was a smash. He pulled it's... my foreskin back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thanks. The foreskin back. Um, Keep going. <laughs> Don't don't I watched it like yesterday. Yeah, it's good. Um, I liked that terrible movie where Frankenstein's monster's named Adam and he helps fight oh, the gargoyles yeah, not... or something. Yeah. Yes, that is actually a movie, Meg. Yeah, that is 
the worst movie I've ever seen. Carry on. Mary Shelley, who was a teenager at the time, made the, the, the story of Victor Frankenstein and his monster. Another female creation, much like your little lagoon boy. Yeah. Um, Do you have anything in there about when she made it? I have a little bit. I have different... What year it was written or something? No, so... I'm, mm. I'm sorry to, like, bother She was 16. She was up in a cabin with three other friends, and they were telling each other ghost stories. Oh, yeah, they and, were, like, yeah. weird horror stories. Who were those three, though? They were um, Byron... Lord Byron. Uh-huh. He's from some stuff. He's speaking voice. Um, there's another really, like, creepy female lady that one of the dudes was bonking. <laughs> and then, like, bonk, bonk. Mary's boyfriend or something. I don't know. It was like three like really like prominent writers of like the age. Wasn't one of them the dude who invented vampires? No, it wasn't Paul Stryker. Yeah. I know, I know one they were of, all hanging out. I know out, one though. of them was definitely Lord Byron. Yeah. But it was like they were up at a cabin and they got trapped there in the middle of like a thunderstorm. And so they decided to start telling each other like spooky stories. And hers was basically Frankenstein, and when they got back into town, she like wrote it and published it. She's like, she called that under a different pen name because women couldn't be writers. Yeah, but I just like the fact that like it was a spooky ghost story. And yeah, and she like, won the competition. I'm gonna be really freaky. Good done. I'm out. Yeah. Um. Okay. Back to me. Back to me. Um, she, so, from writing that, there's been a lot of sort of, like, different adaptations and, like, storytelling of Frankenstein's monster and where he goes and what's he, what he does. Um, the first sort of, um, adaptation from her writing was sort of around, like, 1823. And that was um, Presumption or The Fate of Frankenstein. Hmm. He's throwing a little girl in the river and they go, Oi! Yeah, he does not have a big yeah. kill count <laughs> at all. It's like one and also, how did she die? She's a bitch swimmer. She just brought it on herself. Doggy paddle. How deep is it? Honestly, come on then. What are we doing? Um, I'm pretty sure this was a play because it was seen at the English Opera House. And it was actually... Like, seen by Mary and her dad. Yeah. Mm. Um, have you guys ever read the original? <coughs> yes. I think you guys have your fancy old hard No, we went, like I went to buy it like a week ago and then instead I brought other book. Nice. Um, we have Dracula and that's about it. There's, there's something so amazingly dismissive about the book. Where you got Victor Frankenstein and he's like, I'm going to cure debt. I'm going to acquire the parts and I'm going to solve the biggest problem humanity's ever known next chapter so I figured out how to do it I just had to get some body parts I was like whoa he brushed over literally curing death yeah he's just like I'm just gonna get these parts gonna put them together I know the stories about the monster and then he like hangs out with that blind guy for a while or whatever but at the same time it's like oh I gotta do the biggest challenge science 11 no and then I did just <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing. It was her spooky story. I know. I know it's not about the science, but at the same time, I was like, what? Grave rubbing at the time was like the main. The only way you could work out a human body is to 
check it out. Yeah, no, but people used to just go and dig up bodies. Like, that was, hey, I've got nothing time. to do it's Friday night. Let's get drunk and dig up a graveyard. Got a teabag nana. <laughs> Does anybody know what the monster's name was? It's not is Adam, it? is it? I don't think it got a name, did it? No, it didn't. It was creature, monster, demon. Yeah, everyone's getting them. Yeah, everyone gives you mean names. A- abortion. Oh, Fiend or it. Yeah. Yeah. And he ends Which is up living his life out in the Arctic. Yeah, he like scurries out to the snow. No. Um, and the Briar Frankenstein is just a movie spin-off. I don't think there was a book related to it at all which is crazy to think of the now. guy who's Wolverine help him and then he'd go off in his boat or something yeah that was a good movie Van Helsing yeah yeah alright it was a good well, time I like the bolts he has in his neck yeah no I read it in Drill 11 and I listened to the audiobook while I read it though yeah, I the audio book in the car. I like it I because there's so many different bits. Mm. It's like Dracula, like there's that many of them. Pretty much anyone could find one. Yeah, there's always a frack. Everyone has a favourite Frankenstein. But unlike vampires and zombies and shit, there's still only the one Frankenstein, which is weird. And eagles there. Mm. Oh, the Frankenhole. Yeah. What? <laughs> There's another adaptation that's really well. I think we covered it once. Yeah, I think on the I Alex remember thinking about yeah, yeah. I think I remember that. That's how it go. Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off. What's next, everybody? Is Meg actually finished? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Look at her go. She's happy. She spent all her time on a quiz. Well, yeah. I had more. Do you have a Frankenstein quiz? Um, a little bit, but it's fine. Are you serious? Yeah, no, I remember. It's fine. Nobody likes my quizzes. They're stupid. Well, man, <laughs> so you're stop. No one knows. It's just very confused. Yeah, I know. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Back to me. Hello. I'm doing a lot of work this episode. I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our creepy creature of the night is the Wendigo, ladies and gentlemen. I also did that one. Yeah. Oh, do you want to do it then? No. Do it, bitch. No, we all do it as a team. They're going to hold hands. They're going to do a word each of unrelated scripture. Oh, okay. <laughs> Poop. Poop. <laughs> That's not how I want to do it, man. The. Poop. Wendigo. <laughs> 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 oh, is Trey going to do a word now? It is. Poop. Ah. Poop. Mythical. Here, monster. We're going to say, I'm starting to doubt your notes. <laughs> Man-eating creature or evil spirit. It is part of the Algonquin tribe. Oh, thank God she could say it. <laughs> no, in no. the northern forest. She only knows it because it's the dog Scotia. from Mistress of the Dark's name. I didn't want to be disrespectful. Because <laughs> it's like the Native Americans, but they're kind of from like... East Canada. It's the Nova Scotian, East Canada, and Great Lake region. Algonquin. Algonquin. It's the dog from our world. Yeah, I know. You know. I also know a lot of that. (coughs) I'm very intelligent. Um, it is a monster that is described as um 
it can possess the souls and spirits of humans. However, it was um, an Ojibwa teacher gave a description of what a Wendigo would look like. His name is Basil H. Johnson. And he says, a Wendigo is gone to the point of emanci- emanci- emancipation. Emancipation. No. Emancipation. <laughs> no. Emancipation. You can do it, Carter. Emancipation. Emancipation. You can well, do it. Because emancipation means getting away from your parents. I said it before. But... The word. Emaciation. Yeah, go, Kaya. Its skin is pulled tightly over its bones with its bones pushing out against its skin. Hey, try it. It's bones compl- in the chocolate. Oh, he didn't do it. Go on. Its complexion is the ash gray of death, and its eyes are pushed back deep into its sockets. A Wendigo looks like a gaunt skeleton, recently disengaged from the grave, with lips that are tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from emptiness of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. Um, They believed that it was a creature and that if during like times of um, like if food was bad or if like the crop or the harvest wasn't good, it would come and steal people away. But it could also in like put itself into people that were particularly greedy yeah it's kind of like almost a curse for greedy people Mm. Um, Um, it's got got an embodiment but it's also a curse um, yeah it covers a lot of bases one of the other ways someone described it was like they thought they were a giant and every time they eat something they gain the mass of what they eat so yeah. they just starve worse and worse to punish for the greed. And that's why they're skinny. Yeah. Um, and that they're... Um, <coughs> you're supposed to be... Like, if you were a social outcast or, like, someone that didn't, like, give everything to the tribe, that's <coughs> when the Wendigo could get you. Um, and... Like, it was also, um, if you turned particularly to cannibalism, yeah, that's but bad not bad. because you needed to, then you were said to be touched by a Wendigo. So there was a man who, it was during or on the edges of winter, they were really close to somewhere there was food, but his eldest son died. Um... And so he ended up killing his wife and his five other children and ate all of them, even though he could have, like, walked. Yeah, he could have got to the place. Like, he didn't Mm. have to eat them. He just chose to. And they were like, that dude's a Wendigo. Go kill him. Um, And so they did. I think the coolest way they describe a Wendigo or, like, an appearance is sometimes they're, like, a human but mixed with an animal. I'm seeing a shitload of like antlers. Yeah, they look spooky with yeah, that like shit a, it's cool. It's like a weird dog kind of thing, but with antlers. Yeah. I think they are like the most underrated 
monster like that. I don't get used enough, but... Ah! Funny that you should say that, because mm-hmm. I have all their uses in pop culture. Until dawn. So they are it's... used in a number of stories from... Because um, it's been around for, like, ages. Yeah. It's an old myth. Um, there was a couple of short stories up until the 1940s. Um, it is inspires one of the characters in Pet Cemetery, which is where the whole horns thing comes in. Um, you also have a novel about the Wendigo. There is a Marvel comic about the Wendigo. Um, he's also made appearances in Hulk and Wolverine. Yeah, I think he's a really old character. He's in... A bunch of different TV shows, including Supernatural, Blood Times, Charmed, Grimm, Hannibal, and DuckTales. Ooh. Ooh. Um, He's also featuring pretty prominently on Rule 34. I think... The, the, the from which he's fucking in the ass. The Wendigo <laughs> saved I wish I was the Intel Dawn game. All the time. No, I'm not... Because uh, no. that game's kind of stupid, the acting bad... The person who thinks they're a serial killer is bad, but then the Wendigos look pretty cool, and they're kind of spooky. But I think everyone needs to give the Wendigo and the Chupacabra some more love. I thought you were going to say, I think everybody needs to give the Wendigo a bit of a go. God damn it. Man! <laughs> 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 Toby, would you like to take your clothes off? Well, I take my clothes off. Yeah. Sure. Alright. As far as females of horror go, the uh, mortal vampire (coughs) is a staple. Uh, The character is iconic, survived many dead comedy companies. I can't think of the names right now, but I think she's jumped like three or four times from failing bankrupt. Hey, they didn't fail. She jumped the ship. Yep. Um, and is a stomping ground for future comic stars like early Adam Hughes, early J. Scott Campbell, really early Amanda Connor, Joe Casada, who brought us fucking uh, Jessica Jones and shit. Like, it, like, heaps and heaps of cool dudes did really early, like, they were starting with Vampirella. Hmm. It's, it's interesting the amount of people that show up there. Um, created by Forrest J. Ackerman and artist Trina Robbins in 1969. Vampirella's origin has seen a shitload of different versions, but in the 50 years, you know, over the course of 50 years at this point. Um, but today, for our femme fatale segment of the podcast, I wanted to go over the original because I guess everyone knows who Vampirella is just by the look. You yeah. guys know shit about the character. No, no I've said it. So is we... Yeah, have her comics and stuff. I assume she a vampire? Yeah. Sort of. Wow. Maybe her name is Ella. Would you have guessed her ass is a fucking alien? What? Yeah, because you told me it's... I didn't like that. Why is she an alien? Her name should be Alien Ella. Where's she from? Alien Ella. Where the bitch from? (laughs) The vampire planet. Crypto. Whoa! Alright, so. Little Vampirella is born a princess. Oh. That's tough. Yeah, that's what I was about to say too. This is what all of them stuff are. Um, (coughs) On the alien planet of Draculon. Now, the people on this planet are a bit different to our people. Uh, they are stronger, they can sprout wings or become bats entirely, depending on what the artist feels like at the time. Uh, they have that mem- mesmerizing stare that a lot of vampires Ghost do. Ghost Yeah, the hypnotisms. Oh. 
Um, they seem to dress a little more, uh, a little less. Uh, yeah, they dress like tarts. <laughs> um, they dress like they are comfortable with their bodies. Yeah. Turns out what she wears is called a sling suit. Because mm. if you keep looking up, why does she wear a mankini? Still got a lot of bore out, let's be honest. Uh, God bless. God bless my <laughs> life. God speed. Um, yeah, and the other key difference between us and them is our bodies have our own blood supply in them. Thanks. In here, deep Thanks, inside. God. In the belly. Yep. Every day um, I pray God let me keep my blood. Oh. Like we are with food, Does sunlight, and sleep, no. these alien people need to get blood into their systems manually. Unfortunately for Vampirella, though, she is born into the worst blood drought of all time. The two sons of her planet have sort of commingled and dried up all the blood rivers. Because it looks like a fucking metal album. Um, yep. As the people start to die off from, you know, dehydration, I guess I'd call it. Debloodation. Ooh. Yep. Um, a human spaceship shows up. It's written in the era of the moon landing, obviously, so every story needed rockets at the time. Um, Vampirella gets curious and she goes to check out this spaceship. The astronauts see this bitch wandering over and they're like, a hot alien babe, get her! Oh, yeah, they they get their asses and get beat her, they because you know she super strength a little bit, and you know what these astronauts are full of? Bones. Fuck yeah, dude! There's a bunch of like life-sustaining goo in there, mate. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. They got bones. That's unrelated. I don't care about that. Beautiful nutrient oh. human juice. Oh. Um, so like the smart cookie she is, she joyrides the spaceship, flies back to Earth because I guess it had a return button or something. I don't know. Autopilot. Yeah. Um, she then tries to blend in, gets wrapped up in the cult of chaos, and deals with the Van Helsing family, uh, sometimes with her vagina. Uh, the classic black and white stuff is very fun old school. It's great. It has the Disney princess bullshit, but clearly taking Superman's origin, making it look like a hair metal album cover, and, and vampirism. Um, a lot of stuff smooshed together. Her, so friend, she's... her friend Pendragon is an alcoholic magician. Ah. So Delight. she's the princess. Yep. She leaves her people to die They're to go be okay dead. herself. I don't know. I think her plan was originally it's like sick. We're just gonna get a bunch of these astronauts. I'll go and pick some up. And she gets here. It's like oh, they got like consciousness and stuff. They're not so bad. Yeah. And then she finds out that there's criminals, and she's like, oh, those punk bitches. I'll eat them. Oh. <laughs> Very good. So she's, yeah, she's, yeah, she tries to blend in. Goes to like a modeling contest and the plane crashes. Oh. And the cult finds her. He looks funny. What, Pendragon? Yeah. He's a good egg. He is not a good magician. That's card tricks. He's like magical senpai with a fucking 60 years on and then a boy. Do you like my brother? Um, she looks funny. This is funny, me hanging out. I'm always very fascinated by the artists in some of the early stuff. Yeah. Like I said, so many people like almost did their apprenticeship there or something. It's weird. I suppose you know, she's been around with her. Yeah, and, and her, she's more interesting than Phantom. And her original art is gorgeous compared to sixties Batman because it's all like life drawn, probably nude models, and then they just throw the costume over the top of it. And so yeah. the, the life likeness is so ahead of its time. You have to be respectful of that stupid origin because. <laughs> 
It was in '69. Yeah, they don't know any better. Like of, I said, that's moon landing. They're like, oh, put a rocket in it. Lots of dumb, <laughs> lots of dumb shit came out in 1969. Haha! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> Thanks for listening. They're not listening. They just don't know how to delete. I'm not listening. I'll Google what other oh. things happened in 1969. Is there any more topics? Yes, there is. All right. Uh, I say read it, but at the same time, I'm not really liking the current reboot. It's a little clunky. Nice covers though. Mr. Trey, it is your turn. This is the last one. This is it. Oh, shit. I picked a thing today. <laughs> I was going to add to it, but Meg kind of <laughs> shook us. She was going to say something, but she was just happy to be here. I picked the... Um, I'm happy to do all the things. The show, The Haunting of Hill House, it is created and directed by Mike Flanagan for Netflix. I don't know if it's on anything else, but that's, like, the only thing I've seen it on. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of based on a 1959 book of the same name by Shirley Jackson. So, that's, that's another girl that oh, we've I, shouted out tonight. I know it's, it's too late, but a really, nice, a really oh. nice tie-in is 1969, is the year Boris Karloff, the film Frankenstein died. Oh, so wow. we could, we had such a good tension right there. But none of us did. <coughs> oh. um, we failed. Oh, no, we had a go. <laughs> Is that really failing? Yes. The oh. plot <laughs> alternates between like <laughs> when no the characters <laughs> continue. When the siblings were young, and then when they're older, and I think it's it's kind of like them thinking about when they lived in this spooky house. And, like, um, they, like, the whole family kind of leaves and then I think they go back to try to figure some shit out. And the show, it's not amazing, but it's far from the worst. The twist is kind of okay, but semi-predictable. But the one thing that I think makes this show really important even comparing it to movies and I think Toby likes this stuff too Mm -hmm. the more you pay attention to it the more you'll like it it's got that what's the word like that subliminal hinting foreshadowing if you will not even just that if you look in the background and pay attention you see fucking ghosts that are like so far in the background and only like a scene of them walking through the hallway that You'll miss it. It's kind of like the ones that are in the background of I Just Had Sex by When We Are featuring Akon, which yeah, I don't know if anyone else knows is there, but there's Batman and ghosts. Yeah, there's a ghost at the end. In the crowd scenes. There's like a... No, there's, there's Batman in the crowd scene. The yeah. ghost is in the restaurant or something. Why did they do that? That's so weird. Like... I didn't know that yeah, was a thing. The show's yeah. not uh-huh. the best show. It's not too bad. I think it's getting a season two, but it's like about a different... Well, based on a different book, so the title's going to be different. But if you like that sort of thing of... I don't really know how to label it apart from calling it an Easter egg, but it's kind of not. Like, it is the best show, because that's how I found out about it, was I watched a video of, like... I think they released how many hidden ghosts were in each episode's. And everyone was, like, trying to find them. 
All the people that didn't know there were ghosts in it at all would have been like fucking razzle dazzled. Yeah, like it was really cool. Like I remember losing my shit finding out about that fifth house made in the young ones. Yeah, that's fucking In so the background weird. that I never saw a million times of watching yeah, it. Yeah, we, watch, we watched the shit out of that. <laughs> but know. the fact that awesome. someone finally said, why don't we just throw shit in the background? We're making our own fucking show slash movie anyway. Yeah. Why don't we? Because as if you wouldn't fucking do that. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah, I feel like I, if we would all get too carried away with that <coughs> shit. Yeah, like I've so much respect for the whole crew of this show just for that. I don't care if the show's worse than it is. I just really liked that, Mm. and I think everyone should watch it. Yeah, like it's not even bad; it's pretty good. But you should just watch it for that. It's awesome, just for the sake of life. And that's kind of why I picked it because it's like different. It's like, like I took the good part about Final Destination and then just ignored the shit. And turned so it up to 100 and also it's in more than, like, two of the movies because they really give up on it quickly. Yeah, that sucks. That's the best part. Yeah. Like, in Final Destination wouldn't be as cool if it didn't have that. Mm. And that's kind of my point. Like, there's better horror shows out there, but none of them will kind of have you glued to the screen for an outcome like this. Yeah. And I really like it. It earns its attention. Yeah, I think it, it's a cheap shot to get you to pay attention. Like, But it's really good. Yeah. So I've got to read them. Yeah, I think if no one's heard of the show, it's it's worth checking out if you like scary TV shows. But you should just watch it for that I Spy sort of mm. thing. There's always fun. I really liked it. Yeah. Especially for that reason. Yeah. But I thought I'd just choose something for a different reason. I feel that. Yeah. That's it, huh? Hold on. Trick or treat's over. Alright. Last minute homework then. Oh. We never do homework. I know, but I Obviously, I'm working for Halloween, but is there any, like, movie, game, or TV episode even that you just want to watch for the season? Like, what are you guys doing? If you could recommend one, <coughs> anything for Halloween, what's the go? I suggest that you listen to the School for Why Would No Grab Bag episodes. <gasps> listen to the old ones. Tell us what I grab bag every now and again. Huh? What did you say? I think you said something offensive about your ass. I'm gonna smack you in the belly, boy. What are you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's up to him like he's a puppy that like ate plastic. <laughs> Spit at him. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I like too many things. This whole month is kind of just... It's your jam. It isn't different to any other month for me. It's just, <laughs> you're, not, you're not as big of a tool. I like all the shitty cartoons that we used to watch as kids that do the Halloween episode, and they're like, oh, it was just this guy doing something all along, what a coincidence, and then it'll cut away, and the thing was real the whole time, and it's the stupidest fucking joke every time. Fuck you, that's good. No. That's gold. It's not gold. Trademark so that shit. Literally every cartoon on us Spooky Halloween line. What do you recommend, do Meg? Um, Is there a good iCarly episode or something? <laughs> we watched this one on Netflix the other day. It was called Eli. And it started off pretty good. And then and then you can watch oh, yeah, the rest of it. And it was like 10 minutes. Yeah. Kyle, it's literally... 
the guy had three movie ideas and they said, sorry, bud, you can have one. And he's like, fuck, I'm going to have to somehow tie all this shit together. So it started off good and then they, they train wrecked and it was not so good. But you should watch it anyway just to see the good bits of it. The Marvel Children episode with, where they go camping and there's a slasher in the hotel. Mm. That was a good one. I think everyone should go watch Behind the Mask. That's a good Halloween movie. The sequel to The Mask? No, that's the mockumentary about the slasher. Mm. And the new um, Slash Street Boys song. Oh, yeah. I like when Jason has nice hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. Frozen <laughs> he's got the, the wind is the fucking butt. Backstreet Boys kid haircut. They yeah. did Jason singing that... Um, Song. Like I'll be watching you song. The song's about stalking anyway, so they didn't even have to change yeah, the words. Good okay, times. Everybody, Halloween is a time for spook. For, for rhyme. Time for rhyme. Do not do the crime. But do a crime. Climb climb all of the bits. Could fill your corona with wine. Oh. And that's all the time. Mm. Good night, y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna get slime. <laughs> Good night, everybody. What? What? <laughs> That's Megan Chikatilo over there. She don't know what's going on. No. White Cola's been here. He think about what he's done. Um. Uh, again, producer Kai Stein here. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe. Kai, producer things. Moose. Producer Moose. Be careful of the goose. It is obtuse. <laughs> and he's loose. Oh. <laughs> why didn't you produce him and why is he loose? Why are you producing loose goose, you fucking moose? Honk. Honk. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Dota Paula. Thank you for for listening this far. Class is very dismissed. How's it going, Trey? Uh. <laughs> Ow. Honk. <laughs> 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 The spooky sounds of the wayward. They, they, they're here.